Podcasting to millions from WebmasterRadio.fm's world headquarters in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Welcome to Rainmaker. Rainmaker. Hosted by the founders of Webmaster Radio, Taryn Pabin, also known as Essie Guru, and his beautiful co-host, Brandy Shapiro-Babin. Brandy. From their persistent work ethic to their personal accomplishments, Darren and Brandy bring you candid, no-holds-barred interviews and commentary with guests that exhibit inspiration, dedication to their craft, and leave an indelible mark on their path to success. And now, Webmaster Radio presents a program that is truly the destination for education and entertainment. This is Rainmaker. Well, hello, everybody. I want to welcome you to this week's edition of Rainmaker. Can I tell you, it's Thursday once again. It seems like time has just flown by, and here we are, staring each other, eyeball to eyeball, once again no, in no, the no, studio. No. You're misleading people. We are not eyeball to eyeball. Well, close enough. Uh, you you know. are, we are in those slicky Prada <laughs> shades of yours. <laughs> I am, I, you know, and, and I've, I've been known to do this at you know, wear my sunglasses at night as well. In the so studio. I can't, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> there goes, there goes Brasco. Yeah, uh, Brasco is the chorus. I'm getting flagged, by the way, for for those of you listening to this uh, while you're walking your dog. Two weeks from now, uh, it, this is being taped on May the 21st. <laughs> if you're cataloging your shows, so uh, for those of you diehards, it is the May 21st edition of Rainmaker. Um, what can I say? Welcome to, to this week. Absolutely. And I am very excited because we are having an interesting conversation this evening. I'm not exactly where where it's going to go, except it's important because you know what? It, it's talking about something that hopefully is inevitable for all of us, and that is aging. Aging uh, for gosh. us, aging for our family members. You know, we're all living a lot longer these days. Baby boomers abound. And, you know, there's a thing called, I think we take for granted um, being... Our a, youth? Well, we take for... Yeah, we do take for granted. <laughs> we take for granted our youth. I think we take for granted uh, the immortality of our, of our parents and the people that we love in our family. And there's... Um, people are living longer, more fruitful lives. People are not losing the heart of a child, which I think is great. But then there's also some pretty devastating illnesses out there that um, are major roadblocks. And uh, we're going to delve deep in this evening and talk about dignity, quality of life, and how you can um, how you can feel good about yourself and the people that you love. Indeed, you know, and, and those cricky knees that you may or may not be feeling. So, without further ado, we've got a fabulous featured guest this evening, who is an act, he's actually an expert on this subject. Uh, he is a board-certified and geriatric psychiatrist, currently serving as a medical director for mental health and clinical research at the Miami Jewish Home and Hospital for the Aged. Uh, you know, he's University of Miami Miller School of Medicine associate professor of psychiatry, uh, Harvard Harvard undergrad, Yale Medical. Uh, did his residency at uh, Mass General Hospital in McLean's. He has written books. He has. You know, he's done it all when it comes to anything that has to do with psychiatric illnesses and has a special devotion uh, for the aging. So without further ado, please welcome Dr. Mark Agronin. How you doing, Doc? Very good. Thank you so much for the very kind introduction. Indeed. Welcome back to the show. It's a pleasure. 
pleasure to be back. Uh, I believe the first time uh, the first time we had you on um, when we discussed uh, the HBO Alzheimer's Project. Uh, yes, I believe it was uh, about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it was really an honor to be on with the producer of the show. John Hoffman um, most definitely did a really good job, very, very thorough. And I think that was kind of like a, a, an introductory taste um, of, <laughs> if you want to call it a larger um, issue out there. And I think that's that's definitely struck a chord and resonated with us for obvious reasons. Um, Doc, if you could, for those who may have missed the first show, didn't listen to it, what have you, and just jumping in, um, if you could, if you could rewind the clock for us a little bit and tell us a little bit about your background and and how you got to where you are now. Sure. Well, uh, officially, I work as a geriatric psychiatrist. So what that means is that uh, the the focus of my clinical work is with individuals in the second half of life. Now that's changing so quickly because we t- we usually think of age 65 and above as old, uh, but I can tell you with the average age of my patients being around 90, uh, that 65 is pretty young. Absolutely. And, Indeed. and uh, in fact, if I were to ask you, uh, what do you think is the single fastest growing age in the country? Uh, I wonder what you'd say. You have to pick one age. The fastest growing, you mean like a number? Yeah, like a single age that you'd say, what's you know what's the fastest growing? Uh, is it someone who's 20, someone who's 30? 70. Uh, 50 or 70. Uh, what's fascinating to know, if you look at the most recent U.S. Census records, is that the 100-year-olds are the single fastest growing group wow. in the country right now. Wow. Uh, outpacing all of us. Now, why uh, is why is that? I mean, it's interesting because when you think about what, like, twenty years ago, I think the census said that the the average span of life was what sixty five for a man and seventy two for a woman. Sure, and now it's it's in in at least in this country and in most westernized countries in the in the late seventies is the average lifespan. It's amazing when you look at the transformation in the last hundred years. If we were sitting here doing this interview, uh, say a hundred years ago, uh, in nineteen oh nine we would be the equivalent of 90-year-olds because the average lifespan then was about 50. Wow. Isn't that incredible? I mean, we, we have, yes. So there's been a tremendous change, and I, I would say for the most part it has to do a lot with certain medical advances, uh, not only the use of vaccines, but uh, the fact that we can treat most infections. Uh, so that's, that's made a huge difference. But as you alluded to in the introduction, we still face some, some very significant challenges because even though we know that the fastest growing age group is uh, in the, you know, uh, approaching 100, by the same token, that's also uh, the fastest growing age group that is suffering from Alzheimer's disease and other forms, uh, other forms of memory disorders. So it really is, uh, it's a mixed blessing to some extent. But one point I think it's critical is that that's going to change, and it probably won't change in the next five or ten years, but I would venture to say in the next 30 to 40 years, we probably will, will conquer Alzheimer's disease and related dementias. And if you add into that being able to truly treat heart disease and cancer, think about how that transforms the way we look at aging. People retire now at age around age 65, roughly, thinking that uh, this is more the uh, the sunset of their life to some extent. But imagine if at the age of 60 or 65, you reliably know that you have another 30 or 40 years to go. 
uh, imagine what that does uh, to how you think about the lifespan and how you think about your own life and your own goals and your own relationships as well. Well, and you know, you brought up an interesting an interesting point, which will probably take us in a completely different direction. But you know, I think people do. A lot of people wait until they're sixty five. Ooh, I'm going to retire. Yeah. And you know, you take someone like my mom, who has Alzheimer's, who worked her entire life. Um, you know, she authored books and she was a TV personality. Um, when when she when she went into what she calls semi retirement, she really kind of went cold turkey. And, you know, I wonder to an extent, I don't know if you have any, uh, what, what your opinion is of this, a lot of times when people do go into, you know, because A, I, I hear of a lot of people who go into retirement and they go, oh my God, it was great playing golf for six months and traveling, but I want to feel like I'm still active and contributing sure. and needed. They want to do more. They want to do more. Um, but the people that do stop, is it like a muscle? You know, you work out and you got these great muscles and then all of a sudden, you know, you stop working out, your muscles atrophy? Like, is Well, there- I, I think there are two components to it. On the one hand... Uh, we know there are age-related changes in the body and in the brain. So that's, that goes without question. But when you look at normal age-related changes, uh, they don't have to be that significant. I mean, without question, memory processing slows down a little bit as, as individuals get older. And there's some very subtle changes in other cognitive functions. But uh, by the same token, uh, by exercising your brain just like you exercise your body, I think it's pretty clear that people can maintain themselves in as good if not better shape than when they were younger and in addition there are certain advantages people have as they age that they don't have when they're young they have a, a, a vaster uh, wealth of, of knowledge and experience mm-hmm. and there's also this term that we use called wisdom mm-hmm. and really what wisdom uh, at least my take on it is that we have ways of thinking about things when we're older which are truly unique and are truly conferred upon us by the fact that we are older and in some ways, I think these ways of thinking about the world and thinking about situations can help us solve a lot of problems that sometimes we're too ideologic uh, to deal with when we're younger. At least we, we, we look at it in a very different way. And it gives us a different picture of aging, a picture where there's still growth and development going on, as opposed to only thinking about it in terms of uh, decline and decay in so many different areas. Absolutely. And so let's talk about, you know, this perception of decline and decay, because, you know, I've read some of the articles that you've written, and we've actually, you know, we've had a couple of conversations. Mm -hmm. And and there is this mindset um, where, you know, if someone has a child, Mm -hmm. and there's something wrong with that child, you know, people, people champion parents to do whatever they can to save a child. But yet, when you have a parent or someone that's more mature, you know, people look at you and they say, well, they've lived their lives. Well, this is a, it's a very good point, and it raises a major concern with aging. And that is uh, the way we, we think about it sometimes becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because if, if the way we think about aging and we talk about aging is in a more negative way, uh, people begin to embody that. In fact, there, there's actually been remarkable research showing that individuals who have a more positive attitude and better expectations actually live longer, and not not because they're necessarily exercising more or living a healthier lifestyle, but just getting to the fact that they have a different outlook on life. And so, to your point, when we think about childhood, we think about kids, and you know most parents would probably do anything they needed to do to protect the child and to help them in any situation. 
And somehow we look at it differently when you flip the lifespan around and now you're looking at older individuals, in part because of this philosophy that uh, it's a a sense of pessimism, a fatalism, that just because someone is older, we don't need to go to the same lengths or we don't need to have the same uh, attitudes. And I think that builds on it, and that sometimes becomes the reality. Well, which is sad because, you know, as you mentioned previously, when you, when you look at people who have lived longer in life, you know, people have collected a certain sense of wisdom, as you put it. And they do look at, you know, that don't sweat the small stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the amount of knowledge that they can impart on us to help us traverse waters in our own personal growth, you know, whether it be a grandparent to a grandchild or a parent to a child. When you think of uh, all the, the wealth of information and experience that in many ways is wasted because we just don't seek it out, uh, it's very sad to think about. Now, where I work, I'm, I'm, during the day, I'm immersed in the world of, of 80, 90-year-olds, and 100-year-olds. Uh, I know that I've learned more from these individuals in the last 10 years that I've been here uh, than I think of most other experiences I've had in my life, uh, not just in terms of the history they lived through, but how they lived through it and how they were able to bring those experiences into later life. It's, it's really remarkable. And when you think about us as, as a country and as a culture, uh, these are treasures. Uh, and I have to add to that that even individuals who have physical impairment, have cognitive impairment, uh, it's amazing uh, how much there is to learn from them and how much uh, life there still is there, often the prevailing approach is to be more dismissive, dismissive of it. And uh, I, I think that's a mistake that's made in many different settings. I agree. Dr. Gronin, we are going to take a short break, and we will be right back with you as our sure. featured guest. Stand by. Okay, great. Sit tight and don't move. Rainmaker. We'll be back after this short break. Did you know? 99designs is a leading marketplace for graphic design on the internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects need an average of over 70 different design options for a price that you 99designs. When designers compete, you win. RevenueWire.com and its member merchant, LavaSoft, makers of the world-renowned Adaware, present the LavaSoft Affiliate Contest. The LavaSoft Affiliate Contest goes from May 15th through August 15th. Make great commission and win up to $64,000 in cash prizes. Look for all the details on the LavaSoft Affiliate Contest by logging on to RevenueWire.com and look for the LavaSoft logo on the homepage. Win big with LavaSoft and RevenueWire.com. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. 
Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Life tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the entertainment channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. You're listening to Rainmaker. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Well, that's right, everybody. I want to welcome you back to this Thursday, May the 21st edition of Rainmaker. And uh, we are talking with Dr. Mark Agronin about aging and, gosh, how we all really deal with it. There's so much. Um, there's so much here, and there's so many different angles to it. Um, I, I think, Doc, what uh, what would be a, a good angle here, uh, especially considering um, you know, a, a, this is kind of an area. That we're focusing on at the moment, um, you know, we're we're very concerned, uh, as we've mentioned, about Brandy's mother, and we we thought that as we you know move forward and and become more educated about what it is that that um, you know she's evolving through, that uh, you know other people can can learn along you know along the way with us. Because we know this, you know, stretches across borders and boundaries, uh, across language barriers, and it touches all cultures. And I think dignity is something that is a, a very important issue that really needs to be address, uh, addressed. Quality of, of life and the decisions that that affect people uh, as caregivers in their quest to do the right and responsible thing and the caring thing to ensure the best quality of life for their aging family member. Can you can you speak to that a little bit? Well, this is, this is an issue that we had uh, talked about with the HBO special on Alzheimer's disease because there's a big focus on uh, caregivers and the struggles they go through trying as, as they have aging parents or, or you know, aging loved ones, uh, how they cope with these changes and especially when you look in the marketplace right now, there are so many different places and so many different offerings which uh, claim that, that they will cater to either older individuals or older individuals with, uh, with Alzheimer's or some other memory disorder. And it's not only difficult to sort through that, but difficult to sort through that when there's a lot of emotions going on and you're dealing with someone changing because of either aging, it may be someone who doesn't have Alzheimer's disease, but they're, they're more frail or they're falling, sure. or they, they don't want to make a change. Uh, that that's that's can be an excruciating, difficult experience, and uh, especially to know what's the best route to take. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean... And, uh, and how do you sort through all the different claims? And, and individuals describe that they offer different programs or, or you know, there's so many different... Uh, 
names out there. Uh, how do you know which way to turn? Uh, that's it's tough. It's very very difficult. How do you know which way to turn, Doctor Gronin? Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it, it is a crossroads that that you know every caregiver ha- you know comes to. Would you yeah. agree? I, I I think that term I, I, that label crossroads is perfect because what happens is with a lot of and I'm going to focus more on, on children caregivers, children as caregivers, but you, you sometimes they get to the point with either an older parent or a loved one, especially when there's cognitive impairment, where they almost have to assume a parental role, and they have to step in and try to make decisions. Um, what I always say is that if, if you kind of push aside the, the glitz or the not glitz from, from facilities and what they offer, is to really focus on the relationship you have with your loved one and with the individuals who are going to be there to care for them. Because I think ultimately everything is going to rise or fall on that. Uh, if, if you have a, a doctor that's caring, if you have a care manager or a nurse or a social worker, someone that not only is going to guide you through it and, and, and uh, do their role as a professional, but who's going to have a relationship with you uh, that's based on you know, the needs of this person, that makes all the difference. But those are, that's the challenge. How do you establish that? Well, it, it's, it's how, how do you establish that? And also, how do you hold people accountable for the promises that they make to you, or I mean, at least the, they infer to you? There's a lot well, of marketing bu- buzz that, that gets thrown at someone very, very quickly, you know? And, and I think, you know, like, like you were just saying, you know, there's a lot you have to sift through. But, it, you, know, with, with a, you know, with every facility in the world out there, especially here in South Florida, right? There's one on every corner. Um, you know how how is it that that you know that what you're what you're you know setting out to do in regards to a specific you know loved one's needs, like you said, it, you know could, can range from you know something dementia based or just becoming old and frail. How 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 do you know what to look for in a facility that you know a is going to make you as the 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 person who's at that crossroads feel better, and and b meet the needs and requirements for for an elderly person in regards to their you know their health their care and their dignity well there's a process of education that that you go through it doesn't matter how much you read ahead of time i think sometimes there's no way to fully prepare and you can read every last detail in a brochure or pamphlet but until you actually walk through the doors of 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 a facility or or an assisted living facility and sit down and talk with people you don't really know what's what's going on and then you have to uh then start asking questions and this is where the, a key element comes in you have to be an advocate for the person and to some extent you really have to be a squeaky wheel there's no question about that ah but let me ask you i mean because i i have you know i'm, I'm usually pretty good at ingratiating myself <laughs> where needed or or being yet that squeaky wheel um, but but I'll tell you, it, 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 how do I say? Um, I, I never want to be slanderous or, or or misrepresent anything. However, um, so the facility my mom is at will will remain nameless at the moment. But it's very very frustrating when you you have someone like my mom in specific, who you know first of all she's my mom. So of course from a realistic standpoint, nothing's ever going to be good enough for my mom, and I understand that. Okay, so I'm reality based when it comes to that. However, she has had a very rapid decline. And, you know, I, I keep trying to engage the facility and say, 
wow, you know, you guys, you brought this up to me as well, that she had a rapid decline. What can we do to look into, you know, her health status, um, you know, well, to, to yeah, to, to, you know, what can we do to help her? You know, I mean, my mom she danced her entire life. I tried to dance with her on Mother's Day. She was like a heavy brick. You know, and I, I think that the part that's frustrating for me, and it's funny because you try, you have to sort of morph yourself mentally to be realistic. And I had spoken to the medical director at this facility last week, and he had told me that, um, you know, what they try to do is take people off of as many memory stimulating medications as possible because he had, and he gave me an example of a patient he had that was on, I think it was Aricept um, and Nemenda. And this patient realized that he wasn't at home and he wasn't anywhere where he wanted to be. So he was unhappy. And the doctor said, you know, so we try to take them off of this medication so that, you know, um, they're not as cognitive of what's, of what's going on. As, as opposed to saying, maybe, maybe we need to change the environment or maybe we need to work together to try to make the person happier. It goes, it goes right back to the, the first part of our discussion where the, the attitude becomes the reality. And uh, whether, it's, whether it's on the part of the physician or you know, the clinician or the part of the family, if we give up or we have lower expectations, that's, that's what's going to happen. Absolutely. Now, I, I mean, I, I mean, you have to normalize your approach because instead of, uh, and I know this is, I know this is a, a challenge, but instead mm-hmm. of looking at, at your approach as uh, something which is maybe out of the ordinary or abnormal, it's really the way in some ways it should be because if this were your child and you sent them to, him or her to a school and you weren't happy with the school or, or the there's something with the teacher mm-hmm. or wasn't the right environment, how, how long would the average parent wait before intervening and pulling their child and finding the right, right. school? Abs- absolutely. Uh, that, it, it would, it's not even a question. It's, right. it's not, mm-hmm. even a, not even a question. Right. So why should it be any different in these circumstances? And, and, just because someone's 80 or just because they're 90? And right. Doc, is, is, is that not expected, you know, if you're a parent to intervene? There's too, Ultimately. there's too much fatalism in later life. And I, where I personally think part of this comes from, and I, I put a lot of the onus on my own profession, um, is that think about you know, a, a doctor's training. What's the first encounter you have with an older person? It's you walk into an anatomy lab and, right. and you're, they're, they're, you know, you've got a, a corpse in front yeah. of you. You know, this, this view of aging is equated with death, or it's equated with, uh, you know, someone who, who we objectify people. Which is ridiculous, because, you know, it, we were at a comedy club a couple of weeks ago, and um, I was with, we were with our aunt and uncle, and the, they, the comedian, every time they, they said something vulgar, kept mm-hmm. commenting about, oh, our sexy seniors here. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, my, my aunt and uncle are really hip people. Mm-hmm. You know, why should, there's a difference between respecting people, but you're showing up at a comedy club. Why do people's mentality have to change when it comes to the elderly? Because we've lost sure. the respect for the elderly the way we used to, you know, sure. helping an old person cross the street or what have you. But never, you know, my mom always taught me and my dad, never lose the heart of a child, dead at 19, alive at 99. And that's how my mom, A, has always been and taught me to be, Um I I agree wholeheartedly with you. And I think the hardest part, you know, if you're talking about dementia in specific is Mm -hmm. my um, girlfriend of mine, for example, had a a mother who who just passed away from cancer. 
And the doctors gave up on her. And she went and she researched and she found this thing called Phoenix Tears, which I think is basically like a pound of hash that's boiled into oil. Okay. And she gave this to her mother every day. And her mom lived a while longer and her cognitive abilities. I mean, she was clear. She was up. She was participating with the families. Um, but she had the opportunity to ask her mom, mm-hmm. do you want to participate in this? Mm-hmm. And her mom said, yes. She didn't want to go through another round of chemo, but yes, I'll try this Phoenix Tears thing. Mm-hmm. So the daughter felt good because she went is the, the extra mile for her mom, mm-hmm. right? I mean, of course, there's never a good feeling in the situation. Um, but the mother could also express her wishes for her medical care. In the situation with Alzheimer's, you don't know. Like, I can't say to my mom, Mommy, would you prefer that they continue putting drugs down your throat? And, you know, are you really in la-la land in a happy place? Sure. Or well, are true. you tortured? Yeah, well, that's that's true that, you know, at a certain point in, in with Alzheimer's disease, a person cannot necessarily express their Yeah, there's no communication. In, 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 the, in the coherent way that we'd want. But mm. it doesn't mean... Uh, that there aren't many different avenues to reach them and to get them involved. I mean, think about your, with your own mom and what her interests were and what re- she really loved. And you know, you know more than anyone how much of that is still there and still able to be reached. Mm-hmm. And you're asking something which is so simple and so, and so human that you want those individuals who are saying, hey, we offer this great program to reach that too and to, and to try to respect that and to try to discover that. Why would we want we, we we would want nothing else for our parents? Why would we want anything different for any other person who's in a facility or any other person as, as they're going through difficulty? Indeed, and we are going to get our final thoughts for this week's edition of Rainmaker right after this commercial break. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back in just a minute. We'll be back with more Rainmaker after this. Here's your bill. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, it's all right. I'll take care of the tab, Jason. Well, thanks, Dave. How are you doing so well these days? It seems everyone's in a pinch for cash. RevenueWire.com, that's how. RevenueWire? Yeah, RevenueWire.com is an all-in-one platform offering affiliates high-demand software from top-notch PC utility merchants. With 75% commissions, twice-monthly payouts, incredibly accurate analytics tools, RevenueWire is making me more money today than I did in the last few years put together. Even in this economy? Especially in this economy. RevenueWire has a ton of great products to meet the demand. I'm telling you, this network is recession-proof. RevenueWire, the recession-proof network platform. For more information, visit RevenueWire.com today. That's RevenueWire.com. From Fort Lauderdale, Florida, WebmasterRadio.fm. A service of new-gen broadcasting. We're everywhere. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to PRWebOffer.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online release news and content distribution service. 
Hey, have you got that number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. XYZ affiliate market. Are you an affiliate? If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Because this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even comes with state-of-the-art tracking. Ready to start? You can do it a couple ways. 866-XY7-PAYS. It's toll-free. Tell me what you're waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. Fired up with Gordon Rudo. Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now back to Rainmaker. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. Well, that's right, everybody. I want to welcome you back to our final uh, final installment on this. I know. Yeah, Look see, at because not, dying no, over here. Because I don't want to go because I'm was, getting in my groove oh. and you people are you people are unfair. Or is it because I need a cue card to know what day it is? Speaking of aging. <laughs> Folks, this is the May 21st edition of Rainmaker. I want to welcome you all back. Uh, it, it we did come back a tad rowdy from uh, from the break. What can I say? Ball tree flag. There you go. Thank you. I know that memory test. Um, and <laughs> welcoming back uh, to our final episode, uh, final segment of today's episode today. God, boy. I don't, know, I don't know what is that Mark is. Mark making you nervous because you know he's analyzing your. Every I know, word. I know, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Doc. Uh, yeah, I know. I appreciate that, Brasco. Uh, I can do my own sound effects though when I'm on on my own show. Thank you, though. <laughs> Pardon, Doc. I, I got a rowdy uh, engineer in here. What can I say? Um, I, I, I guess you know, considering what you know, the the, the path which which we've taken on this particular um, show, I, I think what I'd like to ask here in this last segment is for those who are at that proverbial crossroads that we mentioned earlier. Um, you know, if you're trying to make a decision uh, on on advanced care, you know. A, a parent, a loved one that has gotten to the point that, you know, if they're living living with you or maybe they're on their own and, and uh, they're becoming forgetful or, or having a, a hard time getting around, things of that nature. And they're, they're having to make that decision on some type of advanced care. What are, in your opinion, because we definitely have ours, <laughs> but, in, but in your professional opinion, for someone who ha- has to make that decision, what are some of the things they need to look out for and be wary of in regards 
to shopping for a facility if 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 that be the case or or even potentially um, maybe making the next step in, in bringing in you know round the clock nursing or something like that what should what should a, a, a loved one be on the lookout for well I think what most people do and focus on is they walk into a place and they look around and you know through the eyes of a young person they imagine themselves there and already the, this becomes a problem because uh, it's difficult to look at it through the eyes of their loved one, but they're obviously they'll look at it differently. But they become very focused on what it looks like, you know, to some extent what things smell like versus what takes place there. Now, obviously, if you walk into a place that's that's not clean or it just is 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 very drab, that can make a difference. But I think even more important is to sit down with one or two of the key individuals there, the me- a medical director or a social work director. You know, the individuals who are ultimately going to be uh, caring for your loved one and see what's your gut feeling. Uh, how do they conduct themselves? How involved are they in the facility? Is, is this something that they're there a couple days a week and it's one of ten different jobs? Or is this something that they, they have a major responsibility for? Because the struggle is going to be when the, your loved one is ill or there's some issue that comes up, what what the communication is going to be like, and if it's a if it's a warm relationship, and you know that they're there and they're going to help, that makes all the difference. And even above and beyond what the place physically looks like, sometimes you know, I mean, it's interesting that you said that because I I actually you know when we we were interviewing uh, places for my mom, she originally went into the the same facility they have that she's in now further north because they didn't have a room for her, and I really was impressed with the 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 um the administrator at that facility. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we, we spoke to the people um, who headed up the facility where she is now, but more briefly, because we had such a good experience with that first facility. Um, so you're, you are, you're right. I think, unfortunately for us, we skipped a step because we had a good experience with the, the, the one North. Um, but, but yes, I mean, I do think, you know, to an extent, you know, looking at um, environment, you know, nobody wants to live out their entire life in a room that resembles a hospital room. And Doc, I, I, I've I've actually witnessed Brandy. <laughs> she, she likes to sit down with some of the, the 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 residents who live there. You know, she'll go sit down, um, you know, for lunch with a resident, and you know, because a lot of times, you know, I've seen, you know, we go into some of these facilities and. Um, you know, the residents have assigned seating and they sit with the same person every day. And, and you know, fr- from a social aspect, you know, we, we stood outside the door and watched this, you know, this one particular table of, of ladies. And they all sat there not saying a word to one another. And um, at that point, Brandy walked in and she introduced herself and pulled up a chair and sat down in between the girls and got them all talking. And she said, why aren't you ladies talking? And, and their response was that they see each other every day. At the same table, <laughs> having the same meal, say. and they have nothing to say to each other. Right. But but at, that also gave Brandy a chance to you know get a little insight from someone who um, you know still had some cognitive abilities and could give her an opinion on you know daily life from their perspective. Sure, that's true. You see what's it like to be part of the community. Absolutely. What we, what we really encourage, uh, where I work down at the Miami Jewish Home, is we want people to feel part of the community, even if they don't live here. Uh, I love it not only when families come, but especially when they bring children and grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're running around the grounds. Uh, it's exciting. 
Uh, it's stimulating for residents here, and they really they still feel part of the world. Uh, they don't feel, as you described, that they're just uh, they have four white walls and that, and that's it. Uh, I love when family members come in and they decorate a room. They really make it into a home, even when someone has moderate to severe impairment. They still react to things like that. They still have a sense for that. Uh, and just sitting, just what what you did, sitting and talking with someone. Just imagine if you had ten people, ten brandies who would go to the <laughs> facility every day. Wow! And uh, <laughs> would sit and talk with people. Yeah. Imagine how that would would change the whole environment there. Well, and that's that. To be honest with you, youth I mean, is contagious. They, well, you know what? A youth is contagious, but also, you know, being tactile. With someone, you know, like whenever I see my mom, I always, I do, I try to talk to the other people there and not talk to them like, you know, they're, they're, they've got a screw loose, but, but look into their eyes, touch their hands, you know, and I see such a, a difference if you just spend five minutes of one-on-one time. And I think what is mind boggling to me is the fact that, you know, I, I like to show up at the facility without <laughs> saying I'm showing up and you know, you got all of the these aides, you know, because they've done their 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 training, you know, their 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 video training, and they're now experts at it. Sitting in a corner watching TV, you know. Um, well, that's why you you need, you need people who can inspire everyone involved with it. Uh, I'll tell you a, a quick story. I was interviewing a patient once who had really pretty severe dementia. He he could not tell me where he was, what day it was, and it was at the end of the day. And when I finished interviewing him. Uh, I knew it was going to. It would take a while for the nurse to come get him. So I said, "Okay, I'm going to." I put him. In, I had him in his wheelchair. I wheeled him across grounds. We bumped into one of the clergy. Well, they greeted each other. They start speaking uh, first in Russian, then they start speaking in Polish. They start singing a song together. And I thought, this is a man who five minutes ago you could have easily uh, looked at and said, you know, he he has no idea what's going on around him. Mm-hmm. He just had a conversation in two languages, <laughs> right. and singing a song from sixty years ago. And I thought those riches are still there. And what you're telling me is you were able to really go and reawaken those with some people. And that, that's contagious. It's more than just youth. It's that caring uh, and that, that compassion yeah. and just the, the togetherness that's well, so contagious. You know what? I think a, you're 100% right. It's the togetherness and it's also being able to, you know, they, you, know you go back to a child. A kid sometimes is an underachiever in school because they're not stimulated. Mm-hmm. You know, you pay thousands of dollars a month to put your family, you know, someone that you love into a facility that's supposed to specialize in something mm-hmm. and they're understimulated. Like here's my mom who wrote books and she was on TV and there were judges and there are this and what do they, what do they have these people doing? Roll the ball. Who do they have having a yep. conversation with them? Yep. I mean, I'm sure these people are super lovely, but my God, I gave them a list. Here's the things that my mom enjoys to do. If if, I'm, if she's going to be here, research some of the stuff so that you can have a conversation on a level that is going to engage and stimulate her. Mm-hmm. I mean, am I... See, what I would say, I look at your role coming into it, is that you're you're challenging them, and we all need to be challenged in this role. It doesn't matter what job you do; it's easy. You get jaded after a while. You don't. You, it's, you have to refresh in it all the time. And when people challenge you, that's what does it, and that's what stimulates the brain more too. Things that are different, things that are novel. Well, so and it's I think. Important. Well, and it is important, and it is important that you have someone that gives you good health care. You know, and that is consistent with the health care, and they don't just let things fall to the wayside because, mm-hmm. you know, even with. Um, okay, I'm getting, they're, they're like landing a helicopter in, in the studio here. Uh, you know, look, I, you know, the reality is we've just scratched the surface. And as Darren mentioned previously, you know, this is something that I had not spoken about publicly until we did the HBO special. And, you know, 
in life, I think, you know, nobody walks a path by themselves. And if we're going through this, other people are going through this. And if we have... Millions of people are going through this. Yes. And if we have an opportunity to, you know, put our hands out and everyone hold hands in a united front and we, you know, people can listen to us and they, they can identify with it, not feel alone, be inspired, stand up, make a difference, mm-hmm. you know, then, you know, I think that that's really the goal for us, you know, retouching on this subject. Well, I think you've got the movement started today. Absolutely. And I I would expect that, uh, Doc, this is the, the first of many visits because um, I know... we've got your cell number. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I look forward to you. You've got me inspired. Um, even more so now than, than at the beginning of the program. So I'd be happy to come back. Oh, Fantastic. Well, as you inspire Fantastic. us. And, and folks, really, if you if you are at this crossroads, be, be encouraged. You're not alone in this. There are many different organizations um, and associations out there that can help you. Um, and I would like to. My, mm-hmm. my little, this is my mm-hmm. little tribute um, to someone. I think, um, and I think hopefully Dr. Gronin would um, agree. Do Everyone is always going to do what they think is right. Everyone's always going to have an opinion. But at the end of the day, you need to live with yourself. And um, Darren and I have a very dear friend. Oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> Marshall Simmons, chief strategist for the New York Times, mm-hmm. whose mother Pamela just passed away about a month ago from cancer. And this man uprooted his entire family to move to Idaho to be with his mom. You know, obviously with the hope that she would live. And if she wouldn't live, that he could be there as a support system for her, that the, his children would have as much exposure to their grandmother as possible, and that he could be a source of strength for her. Mm. And you know, a lot of people, I don't know what people's opinions are, but I know that my opinion of Marshall is what an amazing human being for doing what he believed is right. I think it shows that you can do anything in this world if you want to, because I mean, he does his very big responsibility. And I, I think maybe he took a, a whopping two weeks off of work and, um, and he, and he really, he's, he's, I mean, he loved his mom, Pamela. And, um, you know, we just, I think he epitomizes a wonderful son. It's one of the greatest gifts you can give back to someone who has given their whole life caring for, for you and caring for us when we uh, were younger. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I, I know um, I, I know for those of you listening, um, you know, Marshall is one example of the, the, the various types of paths that people cross as caregivers, um, you know, with family members that are that are aging. Yeah. And, um, and he followed his heart. He, he he did, and and I think that should be um, also a weighing factor in this because, you, you know, as you as you move forward with uh, an aging family member, you know, inevitably, um, you know, you have to feel good about the path that you take with with that loved one and know that you've done right by them and for them and and you can't take it back, you kiddos. Can't, you, can't, you can't. Like you, you can't. can fix everything in life except for death, and we don't know about that. But this is one of those things you never want to wake up and say woulda, shoulda, coulda. That's right. That's right. Doc, I want to thank thank you once again for coming on tonight, Doctor Mark Gronin. Fantastic, thank you so much. fantastic thank information, you. really. Um, and uh, again, I'm sure we are going to have you back here in the very near future. 
as uh, we continue our discussion around the topic of uh, of, of aging, and uh, you know, for those for those of our, our listeners that are caught up in the very same you know uh, issues that we find ourselves in, that would be my pleasure. Fan- fantastic! Thanks very much, Thank folks. You. That is going to do it for another edition of Rainmaker. What can I say? Uh, another one in the bag. And uh, I, I need to make mention for those of you who are going to be traveling with us to Denver. Hello, Denver in June you is the to, place to be. You need to get your airline and hotel booked ASAP, folks. Affiliate Convention. Head on over to AffiliateConvention.com. If you haven't gotten registered yet, you can go on over there right now. Get signed up. And if um, you are a working affiliate, it is free. Free. Great educational sessions, great uh, great networking opportunities. And, you know, Denver in June, baby. It That's is right. magnificent. Mile, mile High Marketers having a blast. Woo-hoo. You're not going to want to miss this, folks. Head on over there, affiliateconvention.com. Go get, go get signed up right now. Folks, that's going to do it for another edition right here this week on Rainmaker. We're going to see you next week right here. We are. Only on, on Webmaster, Webmaster Radio. Radio. Dot FM. <laughs>